Hey everyone, it's me again. We have a really amazing episode ready to go for you guys today. Um, but I have to read this month's patrons first. So without further ado, huge thank you to the Bat Sammy, Tommy Fitzpatrick, Morgan Coburn, Pacific S. Obadiah, Robo Ghost World, Miss Chaotic Evil, Stephen Jennings, The Sosuke, and Kenneth Shaughnessy. I can never stress it enough. Thank you guys so much for all that you do for us. We appreciate it and enjoy today's episode. It's a killer. Previously on Meddling with Monsters. Okay, so we're going to drive over, steal a boat, sail the boat, yeah. and then Cassandra's going to teleport it, and then Dane eats it. That's the plan. The boat is actually lifted a little bit up into the air. And below you, you can see a mouth emerge from the ocean, and it's glinting. You don't quite realize this immediately. If Ashton were here, he would tell you that this is, in fact, a rainbow kraken. And then from below, you hear a massive, massive, massive sound vibrating through the entire ocean. And it is in that moment that you are made painfully aware of one of the fundamental laws of the ocean. There is always a bigger fish. Rarely do any of us properly appreciate just how small we are in this world. Yes, we can discuss our insignificance in technical terms, calculate our size and compare it to that of our planet, our galaxy, our universe, to determine on paper the precise numerical value of the speck that is us. But that doesn't really mean anything. Our brains aren't built to think on that scale, and at a certain point the numbers just become meaningless. An endless cascade of digits with no emotion attached to them, no weight. There are still moments where this reality breaks through to us, though. Moments where nature forces us to pause and sit with the knowledge that we try to bury inside ourselves, where we are made to reckon with the stark reality of our existence. We are small. You are in one such moment, Cassandra. You stand on the bow of your vessel, the ship itself being held aloft by the massive, glistening tentacles of a rainbow kraken. This sight alone would be enough to sober up almost anyone, but the kraken is currently the least of your worries. You are much more concerned with what lies further out in the ocean, the creature making the booming, bone-shaking noise out in the deep, and the mile-wide ring of lights that outline its presence. You have had far less opportunity to prepare for this moment than you would like, but there is no more time now. You must execute your plan if you and your friends stand any chance of emerging from this fight alive, much less victorious. What do you do? First of all, Cassandra lets out a god fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start rushing through the teleportation ritual. 
like now and we need to find oh, okay. a way to get the others out of the grasp of this kraken and how are we going to do that without looking at the lights <sighs> I don't know <sighs> if I can if I can get everything down and get this thing away then we can deal with the kraken I just I need to get this done and Cassandra starts taking stuff out of their bag <laughs> okay yeah so Cassandra is attempting to get set up Tempest and Ashton the two of you are kind of in a similar sit you've both been knocked off of the boat unlike Dane you weren't necessarily pulled under completely I guess Ashton was for a bit but they recovered Tempest have you managed to swim up to the surface at this point yes okay for convenience sake I think maybe both of you are close enough that you can see each other it's dark but you happen to bump into each other and it's dark for a bit and then it's not because this is around the time all the lights come on in the water do either of you look at them for any extended period of time he just keeps his eyes locked on to Tempest for a little while. Okay. You are both just floating in the water, staring at each other. I know that Ashton is injured. Is it visible? Would Tempest now? Ashton, what do you think? I forgot how exactly he was hurt. You had been crushed by one of the tentacles. Right, so his ribs were like broken. Okay. No, you probably wouldn't notice. Unless you're swimming differently. No, he's treading he's treading water pretty fine. Okay. As well as you can the trepid waters that are now being created. Yeah. Tempest will swim over and be like, you all right? We are in the middle of the fucking ocean! Get other than that! Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) How about you? I'm fine. Yeah, um, where's Jane? Uh, um, uh, probably underwater. Uh, probably... Going for the heart or something? He seems like the kind of guy who would go for the heart of it. Yeah. You didn't see him? You know, it's kind of hard to see when you're underwater. They just, like, fine, get fair point, and start stripping off their life vest. Okay. Are you attempting to give it to Ashton? Is that the plan here? They probably will. They want a better look at what's going on underwater to see if they can they can see where Dane is. And they are confident as a swimmer. Yeah, good idea. Leave me up here. It's okay. All right. Okay. If you're going to try to look underwater to see where Dane is, you're going to have to look in the direction of the lights. I thought the lights were above water. No, the lights are not above water. They are under the water. Mm. Oh. Wait. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, if that is the situation, they will not do that, but they will still give Ashton their life vest. Okay. Yeah, important clarification. for the, the lights have all come on under the water, and they are, if you were to look at them, you would see that they are sweeping out a huge arc through the water. Wonderful. Just very, very they, far away. They will just start looking. They're just going to look up just because, you know, hypnosis is not fun. From above, you hear, hey, hey, Greeny, you need help? That'd be great. Who the fuck said that? (laughs) Someone who has a life preserver and it lands next to both of you. The boat is still up in the air held up by the Kraken. However, the Kraken was frozen by Celeste's Mm -hmm. successful spell. So for it, it's just sort of a kraken stiffly holding the boat up in the air <laughs> and has tossed down a life preserver with a rope. Like a life ring sort of situation? Mm-hmm. The boat is just a little bit outside this perimeter of this circle so that M tossing it down to you, she's able to kind of try to, like you can tell she's sort of trying to shield one half of her eyes as she does it. Yeah, okay. So I think Tempest will grab it and then look to Ashton, aka Bill, and be like, can you climb this? 
No. I'll stay here. Here, I need you to do something. <laughs> Go find uh find my case. I think I left it aboard. Uh look for open it. Uh code is three six five. Open it. Find a green salve kind of looking thing. Toss it down here. I, I are you sure about that? He says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Your funeral. Okay. Yeah, they will attempt to pull themselves up. Okay, M has tied it to the side of the boat, and the boat is pretty firmly locked in the Rainbow Kraken's tentacles, so it's it's about as hard as climbing a rope would be, but it's not any additional you know, yeah. difficulty. Yeah, Eshin would have wouldn't have been able to climb that anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, with no, the ring. They would have had to like put you in the middle of the ring and just pulled you up, and I don't think yeah. Ashton would agree to something like that. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Dane. Yes. We find you sword in one hand, hammer in the other. Is the hammer in the left hand? Hammer is in the right. Okay, just out of curiosity, is Dane left or right-handed, or is he ambidextrous? Ambidextrous. God fucking damn it, I knew you would <laughs> Look, when, look when, when you've had that many years of practice, you know. I can't drown, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> Why can't Dane drown? I want to know. Look, you brought us to this TPK. I want to hear this at some point. So, were you bluffing when you said you can't drown? No. Can you breathe underwater? Uh, no. So is it uncomfortable then? It is generally uncomfortable. Dane typically is like, I don't have to breathe, but I don't like opening my mouth underwater because I don't like being filled with water because that kind of (laughs) sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I could see how that would be unpleasant. Okay. This tentacle is still wrapped around you, except now it's, uh, it's stiff. And you are kind of in its grasp when all of the lights come on around you. And unfortunately, like the average, you don't have the option in the position you're in to look away. And so you stare into the lights for a bit. And this is where we actually finally get to do a move that I have had prepared for literally the first session. (laughs) This is called Luring Light. It is triggered anytime a person gazes on the monster's lure, you become transfixed by it. You have to roll 2d6 plus sharp or cool, your choice, minus one for each time they've been transfixed before. So technically you were transfixed once before. You need to take a 2d6 plus sharper cool, your choice, minus one. Oh my God. (laughs) Give it to us, what's the damage? (laughs) It's really bad. (laughs) So bad. So I rolled, uh, I rolled fucking snake eyes. Um, so that's just a, that's like, that's just, a, that's just a fucking, that's a, that's, that's two. That's two for me, baby. Two for me. You, you're going to spend a luck point here to make this a 12 or are you just going to see what happens? Uh, let's see what happens. Let's, let, I want right. to see where this takes me. So I will, I guess, describe the outcome here, okay. at least for the six. You are transfixed completely under the light's thrall. You will follow its bidding until you are rendered unconscious or blinded for a sufficiently long period of time. Usually about 10 minutes, though longer the longer you remain under its thrall or if you've been transfixed before. So you're not in a great, not in a great shape here. Um, nope. What we see is, I assume your eyes are out at this point, right? Because you're in monster mode. You're, oh, yeah, you're yeah. ready Full to monster, go. Yeah, monster mode, ready to go. All of the eyes immediately just, wherever the light is around them, they're all transfixed on it, including, you know, your two actual human eyes. And they sort of get a little glazed over, similar to like we saw in the end of the first episode. And you sort of slip almost limply out of the Rainbow Kraken's grasp. And then another much, much bigger tentacle comes in, except this tentacle almost looks loosely like a tongue. And it wraps around you and begins pulling you. And we see as we track Dane through the water, we get a 
proper glimpse a little bit for the first time at our big mouth friend, except this time it's not a vision, it's not a flashback, it's not a preamble, it is it is the real deal, baby. And only thing saving us from being completely in its gigantic presence is the fact that we're underwater and it's a little bit murky. And you get pulled quite a ways at this point, the tongue pulling you down and down. And as you get closer, the mouth opens up to just, again, it's there's no way to describe in words how big this thing looks. It is like trying to look down on a football stadium full of teeth and you get pulled in. But interestingly, as you get pulled in, it doesn't necessarily close its mouth in on you or devour you. You just get pulled further down into it, into almost like a pitch blackness. And the only light, I guess, is coming a little bit from the eyes maybe on your body at this point, if they have any sort of a glow to them. And then you feel this almost sense of breathlessness, like something is being pulled out of you, like literally the air or just the life inside of you is being sucked out. And one by one, we watch as all the eyes go out. And Dane, you die. What? (laughs) And we see, we can't really see anything at this point because there's no light. And then there is a moment where another single light comes on and it comes from the scar on your right hand, Dane. And the eye there is glowing bright, except this time it's not glowing its more normal white. It is glowing a deep, dark red. And we cut back to Cassandra on the boat. What are you trying to do at this point, Cassandra? I mean, we've kind of described the ritual and then you cleaned it up. Are you just literally setting the same thing up again? Yeah, Cassandra's trying to set the same thing up again. Okay. M has attached the rope. Okay, um, and she's still kind of trying to like hunker down and just do anything to not look at the light while also trying to put her back against it so that it will shade you whenever possible. Okay, uh, so uh, uh, the newbie is, is climbing up. Um, I don't know about the other one. He seems to be hanging out in the water, but I can't do anything about that right now. What do you need? Do you need anything? I just, I, I just need to make sure that the sand markings don't get disturbed. That's it. It's everything. Cassandra, Cassandra is is not looking very good. <laughs> they are definitely looking panicked. M gets down next to you and just puts a hand on your shoulder, like, "It's okay. Um, if we all die, then." At least we all got to see a rainbow kraken. That was pretty dope. So, um, you got this. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try to keep the lights off you. We'll do what we can. Uh, just deep breath. Set this up, and let's teleport a giant sea monster. Okay. <sighs> right. Right. Tempest. Finally, after a little bit of struggle, mm-hmm. you managed to climb up over the side. We can earn. You were standing there sopping wet. Do you go do Ashton's thing? You try and look for the case? Yeah, I think Tempest has decided that they are going to panic once they're not dying anymore. <coughs> so right now, they're going to accept everything and do as they're told. So they are A, going to go for that, and B, see if they can find their gun. <laughs> Tempest, get your gun. They need it. I think because you are panicked, this would not normally be difficult to do, mm-hmm. but because you are attempting to suppress, I mean, fair enough, right? Yeah. I, this, is, this is probably enough <laughs> to scare any of the other four. Clearly, Cassandra, who's seen some shit, is a little bit nervous. And you've literally, this has been, I want to emphasize, we're on episode seven. This has been less than 24 hours for you since you showed up to do clam science. <laughs> this has been probably maybe 12 hours maximum. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we do this in real time. 
Claim um, science and we then speed fight off a kraken. Speed running claim <laughs> science. Any, this is my any percent run of meddling with monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so here at Dana's intro, you actually have to do a backwards long jump in order to skip it fully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you need to roll act under pressure here to see if you can all find this stuff quickly and without a fault. Well, at least my cool isn't negative anymore. That's an 11. Oh, wonderful. You take like a beat. You decide internally, I am going to have some kind of panic attack of some variety after this is done, but not before. And Mm -hmm. you find your gun. You quickly find Ashton's box. You remember the code, no problem. Pop it open. What exactly did they find in there? Looking for a vial with like some green liquid in it. And also when they open it fully, they see his grenade launcher and also two grenades and also one key. I think they just go, and then grab for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have the salve. You come back over the edge. Mm-hmm. Ashton, you're still struggling to stay afloat, but you're doing okay for now. What they're gonna do is, if you throw a bottle of something into a raging sea 12 feet when you can't aim, it's gonna miss. So there's rope on ship and boats. They're going to rig it, they're gonna lash it to a buoy and then throw the buoy so that it's a lot bigger and it will float. Okay. Smart, actually. So Ashton can grab it. I'm just gonna let your previous roll from earlier ride then. You have a moment of satisfaction in the midst of all of this terror and you Mm -hmm. chuck the buoy and it manages to land close enough to Ashton that he can swim over and grab it with little issue. Watch your head! Thank you! And he will tread water over to it and he will pluck the salve off and like lean on the buoy a little bit and he'll pop the cork off and he will down the entire thing. Okay. What ideally should happen here? Water breathing, basically. (laughs) Okay, so this is use magic to do something beyond human limitations? Yes, technically, yes. Uh, No, it is 100% that. So you need to roll plus weird for this. Cool. No, not cool, weird. (laughs) I want to establish that Tempest is grabbing another life jacket. I want to, before we moved on, go on. Double sixes! <laughs> oh, fuck, yes. yeah. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Do the flip hey. side of me. <laughs> you down it? Do we see something happen? Do you get gills? Do you like. Please get gills, please. No, he doesn't get gills. God damn it. <laughs> he turns into a fish. You could give me this. The fish person is displeased. You can see that his throat around, like, below his chin and all that, you know, where your throat is. <laughs> For most folks, I assume, yeah. It will seem to, like, move under his skin and get wider. Seemingly get, like, two growths on the side of his throat. Okay. Not gills. So this is better than gills, then, I assume, for some reason. Much better than gills. Uh, very, very... This is actually gills, too. Um... If gills is so good, why is there no gills too? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so these growths grow underneath the skin where his throat is. And you see him take in a very deep breath and... There's a different tone of raspiness to it as he takes a good breath in. And then he will let go of the buoy and he will undo the life vest that Tempest so graciously gave him and will plunge downwards. But before he does so, he's going to make sure to close his eyes. Okay. 
I want to emphasize a couple of things. One, you can't open your eyes without risking being, you know, transfixed. Yep. And two, this was not a healing potion, right? You still have the broken ribs. Oh You're no, still... he definitely still has some broken ribs. He's just trying to tread water and like go down and see if he can feel out anything. Also, it'd be good for if he gets pulled down again. Yes. So that he doesn't die from drowning. That would pressure. be ideal, right? So <laughs> what are you feeling for when you say you're trying to feel anything? Like, what is your ideal here? He's trying to feel one of the tentacles, one of the Kraken tentacles, specifically the mm -hmm. one that pulled Dane down. If he can find a stiff tentacle that starts going straight down, he thinks that he can mm -hmm. find Dane through that. Rephrase okay. that. <laughs> never. Tentacle. We never rephrase. <laughs> Oh, what God. did I say? <laughs> you said that. You said he's trying to find a stiff tentacle. A nice stiff tentacle. <laughs> oh God! Why does? Why are you good at doing that voice, Clyde? Now I have questions. This summer, this uh, summer, three stiff tentacles. One, one fledgling monster hunter. I hate this. Ashton, <laughs> get ready for some slippery action. Oh no! <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> Alright. Um, and that's gone as far as it should. <laughs> yeah. You are trying to feel. Do we think that this is an investigate a mystery role or a read a bad situation role? Because read a bad situation would include things like what's the best way to protect the victims, but investigate a mystery would include things like, you know, where was it going, that sort of thing. I mean, what do you I think? I think it would be investigate a mystery because then I could ask the question of where is it going, which is basically what I was trying to find out is where this tentacle went. And since he's like carefully swimming downwards, he's, and I forgot to mention another thing. I know I said a little bit of it. The potion not only lets him like breathe underwater, but it gives him properties of fish so that he isn't affected by pressure much. But if he goes down deep enough, he would feel the effects of it. Sure, I mean, just like a fish, you know, they can't survive at any pressure. Exactly. You are going to roll plus sharp. Okay. All right, so three plus three is six, plus one is seven. Okay, you get to ask the one question, which I assume is going to be, where did it go? <laughs> yep. <laughs> How are you going to feel that from a tentacle? You don't feel Dane in the tentacle, so that's your first bit there of something pulled him out or he slipped out. The other bit I'll give you is, you know, the tentacle doesn't seem damaged, so it doesn't appear that Dane fought, which you know, honestly, even if it had become stiff, like Dane would have just instinctively cut it off. There's no way Dane leaves something undamaged, which means that something either had to grab him or you assume more likely transfix him and pull him in. So from that, I think you deduce that probably the monster has taken him and pulled him in somehow. Okay, knowing this, he'll think for a moment and then he'll remember the fact that Dane can't drown because uh, he said that once. It'll be in hell. Think in his mind, it'll be like, all right. Okay, let's kill this thing. And he will try to swim back up because he believes that Dane will be all right because he is Dane. And Slayer in fact, of it worlds. was quite the opposite. Currently <laughs> rotting in the bottom of the sea, yeah. Let's go back to Dane for a sec. However, in order to find Dane once again, we have to, again, do some traveling back in time. Though this time, it's not a mere casual stroll of a few years to revisit an 18th birthday or get a glimpse of a childhood spent in the Australian outback. No, we have to go a little further back. Not just years, or even decades, but centuries. Specifically, to the year 1781, and a climactic moment of the American Revolutionary War. More specifically, to the colony of Virginia, 
Not yet a state, mind you. That won't be for another seven years. In the harbor city of Yorktown, British General Charles Cornwallis and his men are making a last effort to ward off the French and American troops that are quickly closing in, pinning the Redcoats' backs to the York River. The gift of foresight tells us that the upcoming siege will not fare well for the British. But for the moment, there remains at least a sliver of uncertainty as to the outcome. We find Dane not quite where we would expect to, not preparing to enter the fray of battle, but rather lurking in the woods outside of Yorktown, surveying a single isolated cabin hidden in the forest. This is not a novel experience for you though, Dane. As a member of the American Army's secret OP division, occult and paranormal, you have grown accustomed to doing work in the shadows and dark corners of the world when needed. Your current mission is to investigate this place, which your superiors believe to be a site where British mystics are preparing some sort of magical weapon with the hopes of making a last ditch push to turn the war in their favor. Your job is to enter the site, eliminate any hostiles, and recover what intelligence you can. What do you do? Dane is gonna look around the objective, try to see if there's any strays that they can pick off, you know. Yeah, this is essentially a read a bad situation. You're casing the joint. Read a bad situation is not just when you are in trouble. It's also when you might be the bad situation, I suppose, to some extent. That's very much me. That's a 10. Okay, so you get to ask, I believe, three questions. Okay. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? So you notice a couple soldiers outside the cabin. They aren't wearing the traditional British uniform, Mm -hmm. which kind of further cements the idea that they're not necessarily trying to go super noticed. Mm Mm-hmm. And you get, we've talked about this a little bit before in one of the past episodes, you get that sort of hair on your neck feeling that tells you that something is in the cabin. And you know from your intelligence, they're trying to come up with some sort of magical weapon. And this suggests to you that they are actually closer to completion of it than maybe you initially suspected. Okay. Next question. What's most vulnerable to me? Where can I strike the hardest here? The two guards that are outside, at least from you sizing them up, unless they have some sort of uh, trick up their sleeve, which you don't get the sense that they do. I mean, you could plow through these guys in a heartbeat. Dane is not a normal person. Yeah. I know, Dana. I thought he was just like my buddy from high school. (laughs) (laughs) So you could literally barge through the front door if you want to and probably not have at least much of an issue getting in. Okay. Um, Then the last question is, what is the biggest threat? An interesting question. You definitely get the sense that whatever they're doing in there, you get like a sense that it's there's some type of basement or something in this cabin. Um, But another thing that you get the sense of what's the biggest threat, you feel, again, that sort of hunter instinct that there is some other very dangerous entity or force that is coming in the area and getting closer. Okay. Well, with the information on hand, they're going to draw their sword. The same sword that they had in, in present day, a little less worn, a little bit better taken care of. They'll draw that, kind of keep it to their side, and they'll look around and they'll just they'll pick up a rock. <laughs> They're going to sneak up closer and basically barge through the front door and take him out as fast as he can with okay. as little effort as possible. So I guess just so that we have the same visual... Your idea here is the guards are inside and they're guarding the the door, right? Mm -hmm. On the same page? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a kick some ass roll because they will, as soon as you barge in, be aware of your presence. This is not like you're sniping them from a distance or anything. No. No. (laughs) Not Dane style. That is a 11. What do you want to do extra? Do you want to inflict terrible harm as you are so want to do? In this case, just kind of take the advantage. I'm going to take plus one forward. 
I'm gonna see this as you kind of getting the drop on them. You barge in. Are you already in monster mode at this point? Are all the eyes out and everything? Or are you being more oh, yeah. subtle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You bust through the door and both the guards, they immediately try to turn and get at you with their bayonets because you're far too close at this point for shot. And they stab you a couple times, but you quickly, uh, I think I think one of the mouths just bites off the front <laughs> of um, one of their guns. Yeah. And they sort of back up in horror. And there's two guards. I think one of them you just straight up like fuck up. How do you fuck one of the guards at? Oh, when they come in to stab me and my mouth bites off the front of the gun just with one hand, cut them across the throat with the sword once they're in range. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so Dane is just going to cut the one guard across the throat and if at all possible I'm sure that the other one's probably backing up at this moment getting away from me or trying to I don't know you turn and the other it's not a super big cabin but there's enough room for him to back up to one corner and he's got his gun pointed at you and he's like don't shoot don't I don't just sit still I've got I've got eyes on you don't move I throw the rock at his face as hard as I can. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I actually have a fun thing here. You ready the rock to do that? Like you are going to throw it at his face. Mm -hmm. And then he just lets out a sound and you see poking out of the center of his chest are multiple long, sharp, bony fingers, for lack of a better word, almost nails. Mm -hmm. And then he is just literally ripped in half from the middle out and then kind of in in half almost diagonally like into just two sort of jagged pieces Mm -hmm. and as that happens the outside of the cabin is also ripped open um and standing there is one of your i guess co-soldiers i don't know if friend is the right term or not business associate my co-compatriots your co-compatriot o'connell who stands there i'll describe him briefly he's Moderately tall, maybe about 5'11", 6 foot. Looks to be a young-ish, maybe more like a mid-30s man. Uh, I guess that's relatively old at this time period. With dusty blonde hair, cropped short. And he is standing there with, in somewhat similar garb as you, now some blood on his uniform. Mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry I had to cut in there, friend. It looks like the two of you were having such a lovely chat. Mm. I could have had it. Yeah, well, actually, I think if you look, and he points over to where the guard was standing, and you notice that the guard was trying to reach for, I guess, a match. And you look, and there's a fuse nearby, and O'Connell points to a box and opens it, and it's full of gunpowder. He's like, yep, it looks like he was trying to distract you. A few more moments, he'd have blown you and this place sky high. Dane will stride over to O'Connell, kind of just, like, stand close to them and look at the the gunpowder. Mm-hmm. We could have handled it. Uh, probably. But the boys back um, back at base figured that you might could use a little bit of backup. We got wind. The situation was a little bit worse than we initially suspected. They still don't trust me. Yeah, well, if it's any condolences, I don't think they trust me much either. Can you blame them? O'Connell smiles as you say this, and we get a good glimpse at his hands. It looks like a mix of Wolverine's original bone claws, except rather than coming out of the knuckles, they sort of extend 
it's almost like the tips of his finger bones get longer and sort of break out of his fingertips, except it's not gross or bloody. They just, the skin almost seems to move out of the way. And so it looks like a mix of that with also something like um, a good example is Lust Ultimate Spear from Full Metal Alchemist or whatever, where it just sort of comes out of her hands. Mm -hmm. Except these aren't flexible, whatever. These are just long, sharp finger bones. And he smiles and withdraws the claws back into his hand and says, honestly, actually, I don't particularly give a fuck what they think. Mm. Well, enough about what they think. Let's do our job and get out of here. Uh, looks like a pretty lot of wasted uh, space here. Have you managed to find anything else at the moment? Figure if they're going to blow this place sky high, they must have something here they don't want us to find. Let's find out what they're hiding then. And Dane will go off to go look, and as they walk away, they'll kind of give him like a slap on the shoulder, a little bit friendlier than you might imagine Dane in current day. Yeah. Dane, you are looking, and I won't make there be a roll here, we'll expedite this. You actually manage to look around on the dirt and you sort of feel around and there's one part of it that just like, you kind of are tapping around because I think you suspect there's something below you and you, mm -hmm. you feel a part that feels a little bit different. Dane will move to uncover yeah, it. Uncover it. You yeah. find a, a trap door. Dane will rip it up. <laughs> just no subtlety, just once you do that, you see there's a ladder leading probably a good 10, 20 feet down, and you hear just this hum come from down there. Mm. Do you hear that? Yep. Been exposed to enough gunshot, but my ears are still working fine. Mm. It's up to you if you want to come with. I wouldn't mind someone watching my back. I'm not going to let you have all the fun, you know that. There I was hoping. Dane will hop down. You don't climb the ladder, you just hop down the 10 or 20 feet? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both of you land, and when you do, you can actually see that this basement or whatever it is, it's like an underground tunnel of sorts, leads a few meters down, and at the end, it opens up into a somewhat larger chamber, and you can see a glow coming from the chamber. Oh, that's kind of pulsing along with the hum. Mm-hmm. What is this? I don't exactly know. It looks a little bit uh, unusual for even our business. Um, let's be quiet, though. We've already probably alerted them enough of our presence. Try and sneak up a little bit. Mm. I'm just kidding. And he actually he starts just running down the hallway, claws open. <laughs> Dane shaking his head. Cheap move. And run after them. The two of you rush in there. And you see on one end of the wall is a glowing portal, almost like on the, on the end. And you see a few other things. You see a bunch of hooded figures working down there. And obviously as you run in, they're trying to ready themselves to, to you. But um, it looks like what they were doing beforehand, there's a figure mounted up, positioned up on one of the walls. And they have all of these strange tubes and things coming out of them that seem to be connecting to the portal. Oh, well, not wasting any time or hesitation on this part. Now Dane will throw the rock at the nearest one at Hood figure and pelt them in the head. Yes. I assume Dane can throw a rock pretty hard if he wants to, right? Yes, very much. 
you just hear a sickening, like, not even a thunk, a full-on crunch as the rock just embeds itself in their skull and they land on the ground. One of them goes and grabs something from one of the tables and throws it out and immediately a flame shoots at you in the form of a dragon's head. Mm, that's fun. Is there like a table or something nearby that yes, Dan can there's a table nearby. Dan just kind of grab the end of the table and like throw it in front of them and shelter behind it? You do that, and as it hits, it burns the table up, and then O'Connell runs through the burnt-up table, shatters it, and his claws come out and kind of pokes him in the eye, and then right. just holds the dead body up there and tosses it down and spins around waiting for the next opponent. Dane will take the shattered, splintered parts of the table and take the two sharpest parts and wield them like daggers and run up to the next one and just jam them into their chest and then uh, kind of pull one and then throw the other one like a knife at the next closest one if they can and then shout to O'Connell, I bet I can take out more than you. I don't think that's going to be too easy for you. And he just, as one of the guys tries to run up to him and he just again pokes them right before, like doesn't even look, just doesn't break eye contact with you and just slits the guy through the eyes. Put some effort into it. And Dane will take the person that they've impaled in the chest, lift up their body and throw them at the next person and roar. We see a montage. It's not a huge chamber. There's not a ton of guys in here, but you both proceed to just wreck shop at one point. You go in full mouth on one guy and just tear him to shreds. Along the background, we see O'Connell splits another person open just from midsection out, just ripping them to shreds. Mm -hmm. And then at one point, after you've done this a few times, you see, actually see one of the hooded figures is actually trying to make a run for it. And they're actually headed towards the portal. They're trying to look like they're going to try to run through the portal. What do you do? Uh, I want to spear tackle them from the side away from the portal. Yes. <laughs> they try to run and they almost get there. We see them like make a jump for it and then just like a freight train, even though freight trains don't exist yet, Dane comes in from the side yeah, right. and plows through and tackles them. And when yeah. you do that, actually, as you charge over, there are those tubes that are connecting the portal to the person who's still mounted on the wall. And you rip some of them in the middle of this tackle and the portal immediately just just blips out and it's just a right. wall again. And then the figure on the wall begins to pulse weirdly, like their body's growing. Dane will give them a weird look as they have the person tackled to the ground. They kind of get up and kick them in the head without looking and look at the pulsing figure. Is that going to be a problem? Now, are you asking that to the person whose head you've kicked or to O'Connell? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's to the person that they kicked. <laughs> <laughs> they look at you with fear in your eyes and they go, you don't, you don't know what you've done. You've ruined all of it. We're all dead now. Mm, I'll be the judge of that. They'll pick up the figure and kind of set them to their feet, dust them off, and then punch them in the face to knock them out. <laughs> yes. The fun sort of brain trauma that you recover from in yeah. a few moments. Right. And as soon as they're knocked out, Dane will turn to O'Connell. Do you want to wait for it to power up or do you want to take it out now? One is obviously more fun than the other. Why don't you get um, our friend out of here? I'm, I want to stick around and see what happens. Mm. Don't they worry. If anything particularly interesting occurs, I'll invite you back down. I'm sure I'll hear about it. They'll they'll pick up the person they knocked out and kind of drag them uh, by their hood and walk, uh, not uh, you know, uh, leisurely walk out of the chamber. You get out and you wait 
for a beat and you just hear like a and there's an awkward beat and then you just hear clunk 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 as O'Connell climbs up the ladder and he's just covered in viscera well apparently what happens is it explodes (laughs) no so not that fun not particularly god I don't know where I'm gonna get a new uniform after this Dane will walk over to O'Connell take a piece of the goop off of like their shoulder or something they'll sniff it and then they'll lick it Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they flick it aside. <laughs> you and O'Connell are, are sitting in the now properly empty cabin with your knocked out hostage. And O'Connell just sort of sits down and he looks at you. You know, actually, there's something I've been uh, wanting to ask you for a while. We just haven't exactly had enough quiet time to do it. Mm. Go for it. Why are you here, Dane? Because it's the right thing to do, I guess. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, I figured I knew you were a little bit naive. I didn't think you were that stupid. Uh, Easy out there, buddy. I mean, I just honestly, why do you think it's the right thing to do? These people deserve to live on their own terms. I don't think it's a dumb idea for them to fight for what they want. I think. What exactly do you so so you're you're fighting for freedom? Is that is that right? I'm fighting for that right. What do you think that right means to the natives here, or to the slaves? Do you think they give a damn about what this freedom's going to cost for them? Like honest, honestly, actually, I think a fair amount of them are hoping our side loses because at least. I don't think they got any love for our friends, the Redcoats, but these colonists, they're fucking ravenous. They want this whole fucking place for themselves. I never said it was that clear. <laughs> it's for the right. And then after that, then we give them their chance. And that's adorable. Do you want to know why I'm here? Why? <sighs> he stands up. Because you and me, Dane, we're hammers. And when you're a hammer, everyone else is a nail. Do you know, because I told you, like I said, they're ravenous. That's not a problem for me. That's absolutely part of the incentive. If they win, we got this whole bloody place to do whatever the fuck we want in it. They kind of mull that over. He um, lightly taps you with a barely extended claw. Yeah, just let that percolate in your old noggin. I'm sure you'll come to see things the same way. Maybe. I know that they'll likely treat us the same as the rest of them if they knew. More than likely. I mean, exact, we don't exactly look like what their uh, stereotype of the ideal citizen is in more ways than one. On the surface. Why, it's always good to be useful to him. I'm not looking to just be useful. You also get a good fight or two in there, and what is life without a good fight? It is fulfilling, but it's not the only reason why. (sighs) Ah, we'll get that naivety out of you someday. Don't worry, mate. He taps you again, he's like, only thing in life that's worth living for is a good fight. 
oh, also, you might want to get that checked out. And he points to your hand. And your right hand, you've been so pumped up on adrenaline this whole time, you don't realize that your right hand has been lacerated heavily through that first bayonet fight. It would be the kind of thing any regular person would not be able to keep functioning with. Like, your hand is almost, like, starting to hang off now as you've been fighting with it. Well, well, boy. <laughs> and it's on that line that we cut back and we see that same hand with that same scar and that red eye in the void. And then immediately, all at once, all the other guys come back alight and they're all glowing red again. You are back, Dane. Well, that lasted. <laughs> <laughs> right? What, Dane die? No. Yeah, okay. That would be 25% of our viewer base and we all know it. Yeah, um, I totally because- thought Dane was dead for real. <laughs> like, I was so convinced. <laughs> Wink. I love you, Dana. Wink. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Oh. It was You weren't supposed to be convinced by that. I literally no. wrote out an entire flashback for a revolutionary war scene. It's not like I was planning on Dane being dead for the rest of it. But I actually do want to pause here because we spent a ton of time with Dane. And I want to give, yeah. um, going back to Cassandra. Yes, please. You don't know the status of your friend yet. You're getting everything set up. Are you, are you feeling about ready? I think M literally says that. Like, you feel about ready? Ready as I as I ever can be. All right. What do we do now? So we're really gonna have to prepare for this. Um, the magic on the Rainbow Kraken might not hold. Most likely won't hold. I'm using a lot of magic right now. Okay. Um. Uh, hey, hey, newbie, did did, uh, did Grinny have anything in his box we could use? Um, gr- grenade launcher? A key? All right, perfect. Toss that over. <laughs> yeah, um, they will, they will just skid the whole box toward them. I'm assuming the deck is pretty wet at this point. Oh, fuck. Goddamn, I've always wanted to use one of these. <laughs> Cassandra will look to Tempest. It's like, do you, do you have anything ready? Um... I have a gun. That's it. Okay. Just make sure they aim well. And um, (laughs) with that, Cassandra will like hold their hands over the sigil and stuff they've made and start uttering these archaic words and channeling the magic to get this teleportation spell done. Okay, I think we see you standing over this, yeah, enchanting these magic words. Does the sigil begin to like glow or something, like uh, the sand or whatever? So it doesn't start to glow. You see this like inky black smoke start to come up from the sand lines. Love it. So we've talked about this as an example of big magic mm-hmm. and we established some of the things you had to do. One of the last things I said was that you were going to have to just kind of roll use some magic to see how it goes. So you've done enough prep work that this will work in some capacity. Mm-hmm. It will just depend on what this roll is. So you can also take another plus one to this if you want to. Ooh. But remember that it, you already have a minus one to your next manipulate someone well you'd have a minus two if you take another another plus one to this roll um you know what yeah i'll take that uh plus one all right go ahead and roll you some magic with a plus one plus your weird 10 okay where is your goal where are you trying to teleport this monster to 
we're trying to teleport it, I believe we've established the area to be in the shallows. Sure. And Tempest, actually, you might be able to advise because I think you helped with this part of the plan, even though you're mm-hmm. technically... Yeah, you actually are here right now. Um, yes, I am. So where... Uh, did you guys drive the boat out or uh, get the boat out to the place you were going to teleport it to or at least close? Was that the plan? I believe that we did, yes. Okay. We wanted to get that shallow. So if you were to teleport, again, keep in mind, this is something that's a, its mouth is like about the size of a football stadium. Yeah. When the thing appears in the shallows, does it slowly phase in? Is it just like, and it's there? What do, what do we see? It just goes... That stays on brand with the rest of the shit that we do. (laughs) Okay, so I want to bear in mind, I think, God, um, it does appear, but you gotta, maybe it appears slightly above the water and like plops in, and it's big, so it's displacing a lot of water. Um, Wait, we're gonna drown Ashton. Wait, Ashton can't drown, carry on. Yeah, don't worry, I'm fine, no worries. Nope, I have an idea for Ashton, don't you worry. Oh boy. Immediately this thing just, and your brains can't comprehend the size and the scale of what has just happened. And the boat immediately, along with the rainbow kraken, starts pushing away and the boat falls over and tumbles out of the uh, rainbow kraken's grasp. Kind of amazingly what happens is like, it does a full 360 and lands hard in the water. So you all get hit the ground hard and maybe have the wind knocked out of you a little bit, but otherwise, okay. Ashton. Yes. You are in the water and suddenly everything's black because this thing has teleported such so that you are inside of it. Guys! <laughs> that wasn't the plan! Oh, you were supposed to send me with it! You're right next to Dane. For, for pure comedic effect, you teleport right next to full glowing red eyes Dane. You're just both floating there. Dane kind of slowly turns and sees you. Oh, Ash, so like Ashton, his eyes are still closed, but if Dane can see him, he has a very, very confused look. He's like, in his mind, he's like, wait, this isn't where I just was. <laughs> the water moved. Also, it's cold. <laughs> you can't get hypnotized from the inside. And he's just like, he's just like he's moving around, like trying to figure out what to do. Dane will reach over and grab them by the collar of their shirt and like pull them close to them. Oh, he will like just freak out for a second <laughs> and accidentally punch Dane in the face, by the way. Dane, Dane, doesn't even, Dane doesn't even react. They're too amped up at the moment. They will take the sword and put it in Bill's hands. They will take the hammer that's kind of like slowly sinking next to them and take that in the other hand. And then is there any air, like any air pockets in here? Ooh, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. I'm actually going to say no, because I think you're pretty far down in this and it was underwater to begin with, so I, I don't okay. think so as of yet. Okay. You teleported it. I think it's almost landed on its side, so its mouth has become like an incredibly long tunnel. You can see the faintest bit of maybe starlight or moonlight or something, um, but it, you know, it's pretty cloudy. We're still okay. underwater? Yeah. yeah. Technically, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. so during this, as he has a sword placed in his hand, we'll <laughs> Like, just like... <laughs> It's like, oh, it's Dane! <laughs> Dane will turn to look at, at Bill, shake their head, 
and look for that source of light and just try to get orientation on where they are in this creature. And seeing that, they will turn in the opposite direction and start swimming that way. <laughs> oh, wait, Ashton hasn't opened his eyes yet. <laughs> Ashton should probably and do Dane that. is taking Ashton with them. Wait, how did you know? You knew it was Dane because of the sword, sword, right? Is that yeah. what you, okay. So he'll open his eyes now. He thinks he might be a little bit safe. Because, you know, Dane's there. And yeah. if Dane's unaffected, then maybe he is. I'm the only thing glowing in the dark. <laughs> yeah, so he'll open his eyes and look around. You see um, the red glowing Dane getting further and further down. And he will swim after him. <laughs> yeah, let's swim deeper into this beast. You swim down deeper in the beast. We cut back. Tempest, you are on the boat. It's not sinking, but it's taken on a good chunk of water just because how could you not? You are still actually like coming up over the wave and landing on, and you're sort of getting pushed around. Like everything is just getting turned around and it's it's madness. Are we in water currently like, or are we on top of the thing? Ooh, that's a good, I think that Cassandra teleported it a little bit of ways, but not super far. And so it displaced a bunch of water, mm-hmm. knocked the rainbow kraken out of its grasp. If right. you, do you try and look out and see the thing? Um, I think they're gonna try and drive. Just to get slightly enough away from the Kraken. Okay, roll act under pressure. Yeah. That's a nine. All right. You manage to get your bearings. You start to pull away a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you feel a little bit of a tug and the, the motor kind of stalls. Fuck. Well, now, so here's the thing. You've gotten a little bit of a ways and it mm-hmm. didn't like completely glomp you, but one of the Kraken's tentacles has latched itself onto the propeller. I want to try and shoot it. Okay. Do a, a kick. So I get. Do you, you just hop out of the boat? You grab your gun and try and you try and find your gun and fire. I. They found their gun, so I think they want to just run out onto the uh, oh fake boat person. It took me a second to remember what the stern is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the stern. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm not a real fan <laughs> of boats. Um, and fire at the tentacle. Okay, that's going to be a kick some ass roll because it would mm-hmm. definitely have the potential to fight back. Yep. Oh, that's a seven. Okay. How much harm does your gun do? Remind me. Three harm. You shoot the tentacle and it starts to dislodge, but it's still trying to like, it looks pretty beat up, but it's still trying to grip. Mm -hmm. Then you hear dunk and it whiz probably closer to your head than you would like. And you hear just and it hits the, the middle part of the tentacle, just barely managing to miss blowing the rudder off of the boat completely. And you look over and Am has just like fallen. They're stout, but they've kind of fallen backwards a little bit just because it's slippery. <laughs> They're like, all right, if I die, at least that's off my bucket list. <laughs> Tempest starts laughing wildly just because that's the most insane fucking thing they've ever seen. It's great. And runs back to the uh, runs back to the bow to start the engine again. I think they just like <laughs> How are we going to kill it? Um, I didn't think that far. I just shot it with the grenade launcher and hoped. Fair enough. I'm not that bothered that Emma's using the grenade launcher. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. really made for, a- it wasn't meant for, like brought along for Ashton, but more of whoever needed it. Mm-hmm. Aw, that's so sweet of you to share this like that. This is Chekhov's grenade launcher. Um, <laughs> I love it. And yeah, they return to the wheel and st- try and start the engine again, try and get moving. You managed to kind of pull away. You turn back it's still kind of storming a little bit hard to see, but there's like a lightning flash and you finally see the size of this thing. 
It is. Again, I mentioned that it's like a, even just its mouth is about like a football stadium big. And so it's propped up almost diagonal because it's too big for the shallows. It's hard to describe. Its body is long, not just sort of wide around, but it does get a little wider at the top. Mm -hmm. And you can see uh, with the occasional lightning flash, its mouth is just yards and yards and yards of teeth. The other source of light is all of those tendrils with the lights on the end of them are just flailing out as it's sort of trying to grip. And it's got this long tongue that every once in a while like flicks out as it's trying to find something to latch onto. What is it shaped like? Tempest is familiar with a decent variety of ocean creatures. Are we looking at like some kind of anemone? Does it appear to have motor function? Does it have a tail? Um, so I mentioned its body is long. It looks, it doesn't seem like it's particularly motile too much. Its body shape, I don't know how to imply this to you. This is not really an investig, I don't know, should this be an investigative mystery? I mean, it. If you, if you want, it can be. <laughs> I think you just have the knowledge as a C person. I think you'd probably be able to intuit some of this. I'll just mm -hmm. give it to you. They um, have half a PhD. <laughs> half a, that's, you know, that's about as much as I have, maybe a little bit less, but I'm, it looks almost like it's, it's natural design is that it's supposed to be, which makes sense with literally everything you figured out so far, like sitting uh, with its mouth upright. And when it roars out of its mouth comes a bunch of water and what looked to just be like viscera of like digested stuff, just like spewn, almost like a vapor because it's Disgusting. so just turned up. Oh my God. And they, as a nerd, they are again reminded of the story of Charybdis because they are a fuck, you know they went through a classics phase. Oh, 100%. You're looking at it and then you sort of start to freeze for a sec and then you get tackled and am standing over like, remember, don't fucking look at the lights just because they're out of the water. It doesn't right, change anything. Right. Got it. Sorry. It's all right. Fuck. You're actually doing okay, all things considered. Oh, I'm going to totally break after this. Oh, no, I mean, we're all expecting that. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to, too, if that makes you feel any better. They look at them with, like, a kind of wild grin and goes... Thanks for all the faith. She winks at you. Um, Cassandra, where are you in all of this? Cassandra's kind of like trying to peek from like over the boat, trying not to take a look at the lights, but also noticing that, hey, these tendrils are above water. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I thought something stops in their mind and uh, comes up in their mind and they look to uh, Tempest and um, I think I have a plan. Okay. Let's hear it. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to see about taking care of those lights. Okay. All right. Can't hit them directly, but if I can dis if I can, if I can get them away from the body, they might end up turning off. Uh, yep, that, that'd probably work. We can give it a shot. Okay, how? Cassandra just grins and just kind of like raises her hands up, wiggles their fingers. How else? That, oh, right, yeah. Okay. Skedaddle, skedoodle. <laughs> <laughs> Your tendrils now a noodle. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Dana. The mid-break is pretty short this week. I want to get you guys back to this episode since I know it's a pretty long one. First off, I just want to say a quick thanks for being a little bit patient. Uh, this episode took a little longer to produce because it's fairly dense and fairly long. 
So I appreciate y'all's patience and I hope you enjoy the final product. Just a reminder, if you're not already, to follow us on Twitter at MeddlingPod. And if you're able, please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash meddling. In addition to putting out the ad-free episodes, we also put out our cover of the Bonnie Ship the Diamond that that appeared in last episode. So it features Daisy doing the vocals and a shout out to my younger brother, Tim, for contributing the guitar to it. That was much appreciated. So you can find that there if you subscribe to our Patreon. That's really it for this week. This episode marks the climax of this arc. There are a couple episodes of some falling action and then our heroes will be off to a new locale and a new monster to fight. So stay tuned for next week's episode, which will be April 13th. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you all in two weeks. Bye. Yep. So we actually do cut back to our favorite boys, boys and the monster. Hell yeah. Boys to monster. (laughs) Now, one thing I want to emphasize that's happening here is y'all are experiencing sort of those monster roars from the inside. Not only is it loud as fuck, you know those rooms where they have all the padded room and everything and it's so quiet you can hear your heartbeat? Yeah. Just imagine the polar opposite of that. Oh, shit. (laughs) What's happening is the water in this creature's body is getting pulled in and then sort of forced, like, pushed out and you're just getting jerked as it's spitting up stuff. You can't see great. I guess, Dane, you're still glowing a little bit, which is your main source of light, but you would actually see chunks of animals now floating around you and you're bumping into them. That's fine. Disgusting. Yes. (laughs) What Dane will do in regards to the stuff being like blown like blown back with the water Dane will let himself be carried back so that he can come back to Ashton and when when Dane feels like the water current begin to change and like push back Dane will take Ashton's hand the hand with the sword and shove it into the side like a fleshy part of the monster oh yes like yeah okay every time you do that the area that fleshy area kind of vibrates and the monster lets out like another roar a little bit It implies that once you're inside this thing, you can actually maybe start to do some damage, which is impossible from the outside. Every time they let the current take them, and when it goes to push back, Dane will take Ashton and help them shove the sword into the fleshy bits. Yeah, Ashton will start to catch on to that, definitely start doing it willingly. While that's happening, once Ashton catches on to that, Dane will then go on protective duty and bat away bits of animals and creatures and boats and stuff that are going to hit them. Basically, you stab the thing, I protect, I be shield. Yeah. Ashton, you can open your eyes now, but it's salt water. So basically, let me just uh, reemphasize. What he drank was basically aspect of fish. Okay, yes. Now, that I just thought of that as I was saying it. So you, yeah. you have like some type of film or something over your eyes that's protecting them from just getting... Ashton has a nictitating membrane. It's fine. It like biologically alters whoever drinks it for like a short amount of time. Please be nictitating membranes, please. <laughs> for all of you who are listening and going like, this sounds a little bit unfair. How come Ashton has this random aspect of fish? Reason one, because he's Ashton. Reason two, <laughs> I rolled a 13. That's all right. Don't worry, Dane's paying for it because Dane is like, ah, salt water. (laughs) In all of the eyes. The entire time right now, Dane is just in increasingly amounts of discomfort and pain. You're so high on adrenaline, you probably are able to block it out okay. For now. For now, yes. 
you, Ashton, are able to keep clawing at this. I'm trying to think the best way to handle this. Are y'all trying to hurt the monster? Are you trying to just get further down in it? Uh, Dane is aiming to get further down because Dane wants to do that thing where I find the heart of the thing and then I eat it. Oh, Ashton is just following Dane, by the way. Like Then I think, uh, Ashton, you need to make an act under pressure roll just to see like how well you can actually get the two of you down there. Okay. I assume that you're holding on to Ashton whenever he digs it into the side so that you're anchored too. Is that the idea? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Ashton is just going along with Dane because he was not expecting to be teleported with the big monster. Uh, but you know, that happened. So now he's inside of it. Eight. Okay, so Ashton, you're able to climb along and you do get there, but at one point, the inside of this creature, it's dark and it's hard to tell, but you start to realize that there are these little feelers on the side of the wall, almost like how a lot of uh, intestinal linings will have cilia on the sides of them to sweep things through, except these, these are big. And one of them whips out and hits your hand hard and knocks you back and then another whips you in the face and you take two harm from that. Oh shit, I'm unstable again. <laughs> Dane, you can protect someone to prevent the harm from getting them. I definitely will do that. Yes. I, fuck. Well, why does it have to be tough? Damn it. No, that's right. Ugh. That is a six. So no. <laughs> this is what happens. You don't help. You actually make things worse. You go over to try and... Yeah, okay. I'm going to be real hard here. You oh, go no. over and try to fight it. And unfortunately, as you're trying to get over there, for just a bit, all that pain and discomfort you were talking about happens and you're underwater. Have you been underwater of late? I guess you were. You mentioned Monster at the beginning of the first episode. You and Cassandra were talking. So you've been in water maybe relatively recently. But Yes, there's a reason why Dane doesn't like it. Yeah, your mobility is a little bit rough. And one of the tentacles kind of manages to just whip out and knock both of you. And as you're trying to hold on to Ashton, it knocks Ashton in the face. And rather than helping out, you just cause him to let go right as the thing is sucking in. And the sword stays stuck in the side. And both of you get pulled in down rapidly. Wait, so I take the two harm. I'm unstable. Yes. But then we both get sucked down into like where we were trying to go. Well, yes, but not in a controlled way. And Dane lost his sword. Yeah, we'll get it back. <laughs> oh, we better. Oh, we better. <laughs> this is what happens when you suffer the big suck. Yes, the big suck. Cassandra, what's your plan? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, Cassandra's gonna do the magic uh, <laughs> to cause harm. Okay, so you're gonna try to basically cut them off. Is that the idea? Just slice them? Mm-hmm. What do you do to do that? Cassandra's gonna just have magic come out of their hands. <laughs> There's nothing fancy with this. It's just, you know. What does the magic look like then? Give me that. I'm gonna shoot least. spirits out of my hands. <laughs> bra, bra, bra. Yeah, shoot the spirits of, uh, of traumatized Victorian children at it. Is that what you do? No. Like, essentially, the spirits? No. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I would have rolled with that. I had a plan in that moment. I summon the ghosts! I'm not gonna lie, that'd be dope as hell. <laughs> Cassandra can see ghosts, whether they can control ghosts. <laughs> Again, this, like, inky black smoke coming out of them. Go ahead and roll. Use magic. That's an 11. All right. What do we see the black smoke do to the tentacles? So... Along with the use magic, Cassandra also has the move uh, Hex. Ooh. 
When Cassandra casts a spell, as well as the normal effect, they may pick from a few effects. And one of them is that the target immediately suffers harm. Okay, um, I forget, is, is one of the hex things that the target loses something valuable? Yeah, the target loses something valuable, yeah. Uh, its tentacles would be valuable to <laughs> yeah, it. I think it we can justify that. <laughs> does the smoke cut the tentacles? Does it dissolve them? What does it do? So the smoke would go to cut them. Okay, so the smoke kind of just forms into this hard shape for a bit. And just like, uh, what is it? Kirby's up air in Smash that shoots out <laughs> that like little ring of... Um, like a crescent. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Like a crescent of hard smoke that just sweeps across the monster's mouth and cuts all the tentacles off. Damn. The monster lets out a big roar at that and a bunch of stuff just comes sputtering out of its mouth. Except now there's a lot less light, so it's harder to see. See, I told y'all Cassandra was powerful. Yeah. Kim's not looking because they want to try and avoid seeing the lights, but they, they do look up to see like the lights are gone. Did it? Did it work? Is it dark now? It worked. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, phase one accomplished. Question is... Now, now what? Where are Bill and Dane? Um, oh, yeah. Not sure. At least we have his rocket launcher. That's the most important part. Or grenade launcher. Sorry. Been a long day. <laughs> yeah. It transforms. Tempest just gives them a look. Like a... Come Taps on, a man. button on the side. <laughs> um, Bill was in the water. Didn't see where Dane went. Can, can, can we look now? We know where they are because we cut back to them. And <laughs> you all get pulled in. It's actually... Uh, ever poetic timing Dane because it's somewhat similar to what you saw in your flashback of that hallway into a bigger room of light you are both shucked into what I guess could be described as the stomach of this thing oh please don't let there be acid it's a little bit more complicated than that it is not filled with stomach acid like a regular stomach what instead is happening the walls are, are glowing in this strange bioluminescent way. And you see all sorts of just debris and animal carcasses. If you looked close enough, maybe you would see, I don't know, I, J- Jim's already, uh, you already got Jim's hair, so Jim won't be down there, but maybe there's a person or two if you are unaccounted for. And they're actually stuck to the walls and they're sort of being dissolved into them. And then every once in a while, the walls will just sort of shudder one of these dismembered parts off. It looks like the walls are leaching something out of them and breaking them apart and then just discarding them when they're half done. Disgusting. Yes. Very, that is mm. vile. And, and inefficient, <laughs> what the f- <laughs> <laughs> Clearly God did not make this. And that's something that weirdly sticks out to you is the, we mentioned this before with Tempest, but what you're seeing here is so weirdly inefficient. Like rather than take a few things and digest them perfectly, this thing is just taking in a bunch of stuff, half digesting it and then spitting up whatever it can't finish off and then doing this over again. Hmm. It's both gross and grossly inefficient. This is just like a metaphor for capitalism, huh? This is pretty weird. <laughs> um, so when we get sucked out, do we just like... You're just floating there. And actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna need both of you to make another blinded by the light roll, so to speak. Blinded <sighs> by the light. So it's plus cool or plus sharp, your pick. Dane, you have to take a minus two because you've been blinded twice now. This is my Fuck. first time. No, don't do this to me again. Hey, oh, double sixes. I got lucky that time. Hey. I got an eight this time. I guess I'll describe this for Dane first, it's in slower. You are transfixed, but not completely. You are able to regain your facilities, but are a little dazed. Take one harm, ignore armor, or minus one forward to your next action, your pick. 
Uh, I'll take the minus one forward. Ashton, you keep your senses with you. Take plus one forward to your next action against the monster. Okay. Maybe your fish glazed eyes or something. I don't know. You're just maybe a little bit luckier. You resist. Something about aspect of fish, man. It is just... <laughs> oh. yeah. This is why we need to return to fish. <laughs> um, what were you about to say, Clyde? Sorry. Oh, I just said I have plus one ongoing because I've been hurt in this fight. Oh, okay. That doesn't change anything you get, though, right? It would make it a nine. Not for this particular roll. It would put me at a nine, but... Okay, you're just going to take minus one forward. You're a little bit dazed. It's that same sort of thing of, like, you're in the water. It's uncomfortable. You're a little dazed, so you're going to take minus one forward. Something you notice is that once you're in the belly of this thing... You still have the hammer, right? Yes. The hammer starts to vibrate and glow in your hand. <sighs> oh, shit. Here we go, finally. When that happens, almost in recognition, the insides of the monster, those those same sort of feelers which are there to begin to all reach out and start to try to come towards you, Dane, as if you've drawn their attention. Ashton, what do you do uh, upon seeing this? He's, he's pumping through it. His uh, new fish esophagus is going like... <laughs> And, uh, <clears throat> you know, not in like a painful way. It doesn't sound painful. He's actually quite all right. Air taste minty. As these things lash out, I mean, he doesn't have the sword that Dane lent him because that was left in the wall of the mouth of the beast. Would his gun be like waterlogged and like practically un unusable at this they point? They barely fire. The bullet might go a couple feet. Yes, yeah, so that's pretty much useless. All right, he'll pull out his big knife. And you're just going to try and slash at these things? Trying to like fend them off, trying to slash them, cut them off, whatever. Okay, uh, roll kick some ass. So four plus three is seven, plus one is eight. Okay, so you're gonna deal some harm and it's gonna deal some harm to you, so, um. Shit. <laughs> this is the one where Ashton actually dies. How much harm does your knife do? One harm. <laughs> All right. You slash at several of these as they come. Um, they're coming for Dane at first, but you kind of put yourself in the way and you draw enough of their attention. You slash like a couple and the whole room vibrates again. You notice that you haven't necessarily tried to fight this thing from the outside. I imagine Cassandra and Tempest and M could tell you by the looks of it, that would not go great for you. You are in sort of the heart of it. Its stomach is the core of it. And everything you do here absolutely hurts it a lot more. It seems to really not like this so much. But some of those grabbers, those, those feelers on the wall, those cilia almost, they grab you, Ashton, and they pull you in towards the wall and you smack against the wall hard. And it stings, but more than that, you feel kind of like Dane did earlier. You feel like something is being leached out of you. Uh, Dane, if you could see it, Ashton's skin starts to get ashen and their eyes begin to glaze over. You take just one harm from that for now. So you are almost dead. You are getting very close. I am very close to death. I would not like to die this round. Dane is going to take the hammer. They'll kind of swim in that direction, lurch the hammer forward and try and use that momentum to plant themselves next to Ashton. Mm -hmm. They are going to take Ashton, take their hand and intercede it between the wall and Ashton scoop them out and then pull them free. That's a protect someone roll again. Uh, didn't go great for you the first time. Uh, no, fuck that. I'm taking 12. I'm using a luck point. <laughs> Oh shit, what did you roll? Uh, another experience point. <laughs> I want to say here, since you take the plus 12, you don't get the experience point. It's like you rolled a 12, um, which oh, yeah, I think yeah. is, yes. For Ashton's sake, you should take that. Definitely. So Dane is going to scoop them out from the wall and keeping it brief in the water. Get my sword. <laughs> and they will yeet them through the hole as oh, strong shit. back through the opening and back towards the surface as hard as he can. 
And it actually kind of works because when you jab against the side of the monster, it lets out another roar and that helps propel Ashton further Ashton out. Ashton is in so much pain right now. Uh. <laughs> Ashton, actually, I will say, because that was a successful protect someone roll, you don't take that one harm. You're back to four. On a 10 plus, you can choose an extra Dane. So on a, let me describe on a seven plus, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all the harm they were going to get. On a 10 plus, you choose an extra. You suffer little harm, minus one. All impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy. You hold the enemy back. I'm trying to figure out how I could potentially hold the enemy back. We can kind of kill two birds with one stone. All impending danger is now focused on you. It kind of was anyways. And you managed to yeet Ashton out. <laughs> you yeet the boy. Yep, just thrown through the hole like a missile. Yeah, so. Broken and, and bloody Ashton just flying through like some weird stomach hole. Yeah, flying through the darkness. Dane, all of the feelers start to immediately reach out to you from all sides. You actually notice the stomach is almost trying to constrict itself a little bit to pin you in. It's still pretty large, but it's trying to hem you in from all sides. Dane's mouths are going to open. Oh, they haven't already? <laughs> I mean, like they're, like, they're open and everything, but now they're like, and now they're Open snowing. with a capital O. <laughs> <laughs> but with a capital O, they're open. Um, <laughs> now that uh, Ashton is no longer here and in danger, they are going to yeet themselves at the walls, at the feelers, at everything that moves, and just going to wreak fucking havoc in here and eat yep. everything that moves. Yes. Yes. All right, please. Are you using the hammer or your mouth? Is it just, can, I mean, like, Mostly the mouths. We'll split the diff. We'll figure it out. Oh, question. Earlier, when we were attacking it from the inside, did it react on the outside? Yeah, um, every time that it's kind of roared a little bit, it has roared to some extent on the outside and shuddered a little bit. But, like, it didn't writhe or anything? I mean, a little bit, but it's not... Its body is long, and I've kind of mentioned it's not necessarily meant to move around a ton. Yeah. It doesn't appear a motile creature. Not super motile. Cassandra teleporting it might have been the fastest it's moved in its life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. Oh, um, basically, Dane's going to use the hammer to move around, taking the weight and letting it carry him, just swinging towards whatever closest wall, eating whatever with everything else, and then moving on to the next spot after consuming. All right. Okay. Roll me some kicks some ass, buddy. That is an 11. That's, that's pretty fun. Yeah, on that other... What did you get on the 10 on that protect someone, right? You got a... I took the 12. You took the 12, okay. Yeah, I took the luck point. I'm gonna then just say that that technically would count as getting rid of the minus one you had to take forward, that's fair. Sure. Um, I mean, you spend a luck point, I feel like that should qualify. Anyways, you got a 12, so you get to pick one extra effect. I'm gonna give all the harm. I wanna eat everything. Dane wants to just start eating everything. Thank God for life, Drain. (laughs) Yes. The tentacles all whip out at you and slap you, and I think enough of them are hitting you. It's about two hits in, so that would be four harm, but you, how much harm do you deal in this case? Three. Um, Okay, so you only actually take one harm net. That's a net neutral because I forgot of my my Oh, yes, okay. It is fucking pissed at what you are doing. A tentacle tries to lash out at you from behind, but one of your mouths, like, doing that sort of thing we talked about earlier, keeping eyes in the back, literally, just bites it like it did the bayonet earlier before it can do anything. Cinematic parallel. Mm. Yes. See, it's almost like I think about these things. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) You are wrecking shop. And from outside, Tempest and Cassandra are all able to hear just it roaring it just sounds angry, just furious. You can't get much emotion out of the roars, but it almost sounds afraid slightly, like a panicked animal. Ashton. Yeah. You are hurtling through the black. What's your plan here, bud? 
Looking for a sword, apparently. <laughs> there's not much light. Uh, I guess there's a, maybe a little bit of glow from the stomach. Uh, but Dane's no longer with you. So what? What are, what are you doing? Do you have a Do you have a flashlight on you of any kind? Anything? Trying to help you, bud. So if I'm going outwards. The mouth is, you said is like a light at the end of a tunnel, is what you were saying. I mean, there was so, a little bit of light because just from the occasional lightning flash, but it's a pretty dark night, so not a ton. Oh, shit. I mean, I would accept it if you, I mean, it would be kind of weird you hadn't used it up to this point, but I would suspect Ashton would have a flashlight on his person in a situation like this. Oh, I, I guess, but like, would it be glow waterproof? Stick. You have a glow stick or something like that. You're right? a professional. You have, yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I am a professional. <laughs> 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 is it a glow stick? Is it a flashlight? What is it? Uh, three glow sticks. Okay. You just crack them and you're just hurling through the void holding some glow sticks in your hand? They'll just go and just hold just them like out. Just like his bones. All right. Um, <laughs> and you're trying to like keep an eye out for the uh, sword, right? Yeah, looking for any glint of metal uh, that would look like the sword embedded in the walls. So you see a slight glint and you're able to recognize it as the sword, but you're hurtling past it fast. I'm hurtling past it. Well, I mean, cause you know, think about it. Let's imagine the, the length of this creature. Mm -hmm. You guys start in the mouth. You were climbing down towards the stomach. Yeah, the sword is like a pinprick, basically. Basically, yeah. And so it's like a needle in a haystack here. You're amazed you even found it, but you're getting zipped by it kind of quick on your way out of the monster. If it's one harm, it's one harm. Ashton will try to flip himself around, depending on how close he is to any meat walls. And he will try to dig his fingers as deep as he can into it and try to basically sideways rock climb towards yes. it. Oh, this is good. He'll move the glow sticks to like in between his teeth. Yes. yes. God damn it, this is badass. <laughs> Roll me an act under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell the pressure's there for sure, judging by Chris's noises. Ten. You you tell me what you do, man. Like this is all on you. As he passes by it, he will see it, and then he will immediately pass these glow sticks into his teeth and just it's underwater, there's a lot of stuff passing by, but one thing that he feels is like he's meeting hamburgers, basically, and he can feel yeah. the oh. mouth tissue just coagulate in between his hands as he grips into it. Yeah. Certain juices flow out, his ribs and his chest is on fire, and he just knows that this is what has to be done in order to, you know, do this properly and to do this right and he will begin to take one hand out and pull himself forward inch by inch grabbing these giant chunks of flesh and maybe breaking one of his fingernails off by accident oh, and just ooh. trying to get to it i mean i want to make you take additional harm in part because you rolled well and in part because you're clearly doing enough to yourself without me having to say anything <laughs> but there is like a moment where you just feel and then you reach out and your hand grips the sword. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he will hold on to that handle and then he will look back to the hole and he will think for a moment, ponder if he needs to go and save his friend or if he should get out of there as soon as possible. And the conclusion that he comes to is that Dane's got this. <laughs> and he will just pull the sword out and he will just try to drift with the water outwards. <laughs> oh, this is great. Okay. Tempest slash Cassandra, do y'all have something you want to do here? Otherwise, I'm just going to cut back to Dane. 
Just vibing, dude. <laughs> Any comments as this thing screams in agony? <laughs> Actually, um, I'm going to give you this, Cassandra, as you look. The lightning flashes. You hear the monster roar again, and the lightning flashes again, except this time you see that something is crawled up on top of the monster, and you realize that as it glints in the lightning strike, the rainbow kraken, which is still pretty decently sized in its own right, if not super big, has crawled up onto the monster and is just slapping its tentacles against it, and there's fighting each other a little bit. Cassandra. Cassandra just bursts out laughing. What? What, what is it? You're <laughs> just like, son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> it's God. hoping. It's hoping. It's doing its best. Okay, so Dane, you are back in the core of this thing. It is coming at you from all sides. A lot of the tentacles look chewed up and it's starting to pulse the walls off that bioluminescence in, again, kind of a panic sort of way. What do you do? Dane is going to go a little bit more ham, even biting with his own actual teeth as well, too. Damn. He's getting a little bit more feral. Full monster, full monster. Wonderful. I think just make me one last kick some ass roll to see how this goes, if you can finish the ass off. Okay. It's a four plus a three plus a three plus a one. So that is an 11 again. You fucking chomp the shit out of everything. Yeah. The stomach is trying to get tighter and tighter, but you're just taking advantage of that to bite. It's gone from almost a big room to pressing in around you completely. And then as it tries to extend, you just grab one end with one hand and the other end as it tries to pull, you just rip the stomach lining off of this thing. You all outside hear another last gasp of work, except this time it's cut off like the wind has been knocked out of it. And it lets out one last belch and a bunch of viscera and stuff flies into the air. And then it just freezes. And then its body begins to turn to ash and flake off and fall to bits. And the wind starts to whip it into the air. And in a matter of moments, this gigantic terrifying creature has just been reduced to black chaff on the wind. Ashton, you are flying through the air now, having been expelled, and also you're falling down and you realize below you falling is a rainbow crack in whose mouth you're about to fall into. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, one thing. Please tell me that Cassandra, M, and Tempest just see Ashton flying yes. through the air yes. above <laughs> this <laughs> rainbow crack and just like, <laughs> you do have Dane's sword in your hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, wait. Rainbow Kraken is below him as he falls. Yes. You're about to fall into it. How many feet? Is it, like, dangerous? Well, I mean, it's a Rainbow Kraken, so yes. But you would be falling into its mouth if you land. Well, shit, that's not good. Yeah, you don't want to get your sword ready. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> uh, although, um, actually, wait, I will say, since Cassandra, you haven't gotten to do anything yet um, in the last little bit, you see Ashton flying through the air about to land in the rainbow Kraken's oh, mouth. Ashton, as Ashton sees this, by the way, he will, like, take Dane's sword and position it, like, ready yes. to plunge. Cassandra, yeah. you see this happening. What do you do? <laughs> Cassandra letting out another son of a bitch. <laughs> and is going to use magic to do the thing that is beyond human li limitations and try to bring Ashton away from the rainbow kraken. Ah, no, I want to kill it! <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die in real life! 
just so I understand, are you trying to just slightly alter the trajectory so he lands away? Are you trying to like literally pull him to the boat? Because <laughs> I think the height that I'm at, if you were to pull me to the boat, I would get hurt a lot more. <laughs> I was thinking more like a teleport since it's, it's uh, a person. It's a smaller it's... object. Yeah. yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah. All right. Make me another use magic roll here. Ready. I want him to teleport so bad. That way he's like, I'm ready to kill this thing. Wait, not the boat, not the boat. We're borrowing the boat. Is a 13. <laughs> Damn it. I, I got it. This is what happens. Uh, Ashton, you are in that pose, sword pointing down, ready to become a human dart. Oh, I would have fucking murked that thing. I swear. <laughs> There's a moment where you think you might die and you close your eyes. The one face I'm going to assume that sticks in your mind before you die is your mom's. Is that accurate? Yeah, and he's okay with that. You know, there's a part of you that wonders if if you die here, you'll never get to see her again, or if maybe she's already dead and you're going to see her, and then and you just stick onto the top of the boat. <laughs> yeah, you guys just, I guess you see, like, just suddenly Ashton appears, like, on the top of the boat, and you just hear, like, the sword plunge through the yeah. oh, ceiling of no, it. Oh, no, not you motherfuckers! <laughs> you teleported me with the giant beast! What? what? Why? <laughs> what? Um, if it's any condolence, your grenade launcher still works. You're fucking welcome. Why did you use my grenade launcher? Because Cause, of the Kraken. Because it was a grenade launcher and I wanted to. <sighs> also that reason. <sighs> he will pull the sword, just like metal against metal, pulling it out of the new slice in it. Flick the water off of it a little bit. Hobble down, holding his ribs. It'll just... You, you need some help? Catch you up? I think I need to lie down. Just for a little bit. Yeah, do that. Ooh. Does the air taste minty to you? <laughs> and then the growths that were on his throat from... Aspect, aspect of, of fish. fish. Yeah, the aspect of fish that was in his throat finally wears off and as you see the growths contrast a little bit you hear a pop like kind of like when you pop like your shoulder or a mm -hmm. bone oh yeah and you hear a pop and then it just like crinkles in his throat and then goes back to the normal shape of it fuck i didn't even get to call him a scaly did you say that tempest because goddamn i would love if you just said that <laughs> Under their breath, really quietly, because they've lost everything. Am looks at you and is like, "Oh fuck, that would have been perfect." <laughs> I know, <Damn> right? <laughs> Dane, yeah. The creature dissolves around you, and from kind of exhaustion, I think you almost black out for just a second from just pure adrenaline. Mm -hmm. When you awake, a few things happen. You bob your head up from the water. You hear another kind of a clicky, it almost sounds like a dolphin a little bit in a weird sort of way, but bigger and louder and deeper. Um, oh, and you actually look and the rainbow kraken sort of slowly sinks back into the water and you can kind of feel it swimming away a little bit. Then the other thing that you feel is in your hand, you are holding a iridescent, slightly glowing blue orb. Cool. <laughs> and then just kind of like lay there. <laughs> Can we see Dane from the boat? Probably not. I'm gonna say they're yeah. kind of small. And it was like, so, uh, where, where's Muscle Dude? Fuck. Um. Shit. Uh, she's actually Sandra? asking. She's bugging Ashton mainly for this. She's kind of looking he over was, him. He was. 
Well, <clears throat> best thing to kill a thing like that, kill it from the inside. You were- So I imagine, after he threw me out of there, oh god, it was disgusting. Oh, after he threw me out of there, I don't know. You were uh, inside? Yeah. Oh, it smelled awful. Actually, it didn't actually smell. We were underwater most of the time. Ugh. Ugh. Gross flesh walls. Uh, you can recount your trauma. Do I have any bandages? You can recount your traumatizing experience later. We need to go get Dane now. Ah, oh, he's fine. Red eyes. Cassandra just Sudden. like gives Ashton a look. <laughs> he has red eyes. <laughs> That's creepy, really, but really doesn't help. Right. Um, Tempest, I guess maybe as your one option, you could just take the boat over to where the general vicinity yeah, of the monster's Yeah, that's probably what lies. they do. They go, they go slow so they don't bump into him because, ha uh, ha, propellers. Ah, they don't be fine. Dane, if you look at your arms, your eyes are back to that typical white appearance. They've stopped glowing red. Mm. They'll kind of look over the mouths and look around and they'll oh. have them sew back shut, whispering. Sorry. <laughs> so the eyes about the, the They make like water. those little whimpers they make because like, they don't like being closed up. Almost like a angry or a sad dog. Yeah. Aww. And they'll look around still floating on their back and they'll take the hammer in their hand and the glowing blue orb and they're like, mm, shit, I don't have bags. And they'll look around and look for the boat and kind of like jellyfish <laughs> yeah, you can see the light from the boat. I just imagine when earlier when Dane like turned into like the red eye thing, it was just like press all buttons to activate devil gun mode. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're looking in the water, Tempest trying to get over there. Cassandra, mm -hmm. you are, are you nervous? How are you feeling? Cassandra's just anxious to find Dane because you know that's that's her best friend. So they're they're just leaning over and just calling out for Dane. Dane, it's still a storm, so there's still a fair amount of noise. But you hear uh, Cassandra's voice coming out over the waves. Dane will call out to Cassandra at the top of their lungs, which I'm not going to do right now because I don't want to piss off my roommate. <laughs> you can just get close to, to the mic. That'll help. That'll enhance Hello. It. Oh, this be like Cassandra. You got farther away from the mic, but yes, the effect was yes. similar. I, 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 ha I had to, because I was like, I don't want to blow out my mic. You don't want to blow out your mic, that's fair. It's yeah. very um, important. Dane kind of sticks an arm up and the light from the boat catches it. It look glint. Aiming towards them. Going real slow, like once they start to get close, Tempest cuts the engine. Dane will uh, slowly swim over and then to whatever closest thing that they could use to climb on. Uh, I believe there was like a ladder or something. Yeah, probably on the stern. They will take the orb and the hammer in the one hand and they'll climb with, that, <laughs> with their teeth and like, <laughs> yeah. And they'll eventually make their way on board and they'll throw themselves over. And then as they do, they'll set down the hammer, <clears throat> look at the orb and look at the everyone else. I told you I could do it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you fucking did. Holy shit. I helped. You did. Oh. Um, who here's, who here's okay? 
I'm doing okay. Good. I actually came out of this all right. I got to use the grenade launcher. This is a pretty good night for me. Good, you drive, and they hand them the keys and go to sit down. It's like that uh, scene from SpongeBob where Squidward's like, future, 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 future. I'm just rushing over to Ashen. Um, are we going to do anything about? He looks pretty roughed up. Uh, <sighs> Dane shrugs is like yeah. what do there's a there's a first aid kit in my bag it's not great but it might help right because <sighs> I am of no use in the situation actually you are very much of 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 use and will motion <laughs> will motion towards Ashen it's like pick him up we'll bring him inside I can help patch him up Mm-hmm. As you all are getting on there, you notice this happens, doesn't happen instantaneously after you kill the monster, but in the preceding like 10, 20 minutes it takes to get back to shore, you notice that the storm clears up and it's now, it's kind of the, uh, you know, the time on this whole operation has been a little bit loose, but I imagine it's kind of middle of the night, 2 to 3 a.m. at this point. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. God, I hope uh, we don't get arrested. Um, as they're on the boat, by the way, like I, I imagine as they're patching Ashton up, Ashton will look at they and he'll be like, that was a fun little adventure, wasn't it? Yes. You did well. Uh, you weren't too bad yourself. Uh, I got you uh, your blade. Uh, I was a bitch to get. Uh, they will reach for the sword and they will take it and they will look it over and they will look at Ashton and probably the softest look you've seen out of this I could not have done it without you when Dane does that Ashton will just close his eyes and smile and just lay back for a bit and then as I met everyone's in this room right except M I think Tempest has gone to they're sort of sitting crammed in the corner of a bow Tempest is not in the cabin is someone is someone gonna get the the one with the new the, the new right so I guess I'm greeny uh, and that's newbie right and, and kind of says over her shoulder is that what we're going with <sighs> Shut up and drive. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, my ribs are broken. I don't have time for this. Uh, I can break more if you want. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, preferably not mine. I don't think I actually have many left to break. Oh, I'm feeling a little dizzy. Uh, Where do you want M, I guess, to take the boat? You're going right back to the dock? Are you assuming that no one will be there after all of this happened? You can try to go somewhere else. Shit, what would people even see on the horizon as, like, we (laughs) kill this thing? Just, like, writhing in pain. Probably want to ditch it near the beach or something. Take, take, there's got to be some kind of, not sure on the size if there would be a raft, but take the raft in. Leave the boat to the waves. It'll wash up somewhere. Okay, I like that. Somehow you all agree on that. I would say that mm-hmm. Tempest says it. Tempest is having a little bit of a panic attack right now. Yeah, so. Tempest has gone off to have their <laughs> panic attack. That's what they're doing in the okay. back of the boat. Okay, um, okay. Okay, so I, I'm not a boat expert. I have stolen a few vehicles before, so probably we'll just sort of ditch it and take the raft. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Can we do that after I'm not 
Oh no, dying? Yeah. You can row fast, right, big muscle man? I can. <laughs> all right. I think we have a scene of just all of you kind of like on the lifeboat and everything's still in quiet except for Dane's light grunting as he rows very quickly back to shore. The waters mm-hmm. have calmed down a fair amount. So, yeah, row back to uh, shore and all of that. Cassandra's patching Ashton up. Cassandra would have looked over the first aid kit Tempest had, made a face, set it aside, and then pull out their own. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't elitist. Oh my god. <laughs> this big this big one made for big monster battles. <laughs> Tempest, a clam scientist who maybe could get pinched by a crab or stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> While we're rowing and like it's pretty quiet, I guess, because the storm's calling down and all there is is just Dane rowing us. Ashton uh, will pipe up in a goa. My name is Ashton, by the way. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. I already knew that for the record. I was just trying to be nice. Yeah, this was, uh, this was more for them. Dane, oh. <laughs> you find a place on the shore that you think is kind of safe enough to pull up to. Dane, you get out and we've established that you have some slightly sharper senses a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You smell, it's a little bit faint, but it's strong enough for you to pick up on it. You smell smoke. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Fire. Roll read a bad situation. Not fucking more of this shit, please. When this is happening, uh... Cassandra's going to pull out their phone and check if they have service. No, still. I had to think about that for a sec. What I set up. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a uh, four. No! Oh, boy. Okay. The scent leaves you, and you know that there is fire somewhere, but you don't know where. But you have a bad feeling. Dane is going to try and look around. If there is a fire, there should be light. It is dark enough that there probably should, at least in the general direction, maybe? And but. there's nothing in the immediate general direction. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right. Oh, God. I'm already thinking of what's oh, on fire, no. and I don't like the idea. It's ideas. the Dannys. Not the Dannys. <laughs> it's my fucking house. Oh, <laughs> Not Slurpee. I know. <laughs> Dane is just going to turn to the rest of them and says, there is a fire somewhere. Not close. For fuck's sake. <sighs> Oh, did I leave the stove on? <laughs> oh my god. Does this Wait, never no. stop? It's a roller coaster ride of pain. Ah! Ah, and he'll set up a little bit. Dane will turn to the rest of them and we'll see if I can try to find it. You're welcome to stay here. What does everyone do? Sandra's going with. Tempest doesn't want to be alone. Or alone with M. Ashton will hobble up and go with as well. I imagine Cassandra's done patching him up by now as much as she can. For the sake of simplicity, I won't make there be a move for Cassandra. You can just take the unstable off. You're still in shit, but yeah. you're not going to like actively get worse. You don't recover any harm, but you can untick the unstable box. So, so you're not going to get worse. You're not going to get worse. That's good. I need to visit a hospital. <laughs> what are y'all doing for transportation? We're going to call an Uber. No, Dane is going to look for the closest vehicle and and then take M and be like, steal. M looks at you and smiles and says, don't have to tell me twice. And within moments has gotten the car. I think it's gonna, we're just gonna say it's a, a pickup truck. 
Yeah, yeah, in the pickup truck. Dane's gonna take Ashton and lift him up and put him in the back. <sighs> and offer our hand to whoever's not getting in the front. Is it a two-seater or a four-seater? It's a four-seater, we'll say. Okay, so it's like a half cap. All right, Ashton will sit in the back and, and like the bed of it. Is Dane in the bed of the truck? Dane would be better suited in the bed of the truck. You want to shove that man in a <laughs> tiny, exactly. tiny, yeah, yeah. tiny cab? Tempest will join them. They still have a sort of thousand yard stare, but they're, you know, trying to keep it together. So three of us are sitting in the bed of the truck. Sandra's yeah. up in the uh, front passenger seat. If they can open the back so that there's uh, still a line of they can uh, reach out to them if they need to. M pops her head out the window, look back at you, Dane. Where are we? Where am I going? Somewhere where we can see. We need to uh, vantage point. Um, the lighthouse maybe? It's close enough, let's go. She peels off and you arrive soon at the lighthouse. It is, its light is still shining. Okay. It makes it easy to find. Have we seen any, like, an abundance of people out? Does it look like there's anything <sighs> bad happening right now? This is a good question. Have the people reacted to the giant monster that just appeared on, like, in on the horizon the and, the and then disappeared again? It was dark yeah. and incredibly cloudy and foggy, so... Oh, but I'm sure they heard they it. They must have heard something weird, but the visibility's off. There are people starting to gather outside as you all peel away towards the lighthouse, which actually works to your advantage because no one's really looking at the lighthouse at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ashton and Dane are soaking wet still, yeah. yes. I imagine. As is Tempest. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get to the lighthouse. Are you just going to try to climb up to the top? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anne actually helps you out with that again. Twice in one day. Hey, this is great. And you guys get in, you climb to the top, and now you can see, and now your worst suspicion has been confirmed because the fire and the smoke are coming from where Ashton's house should be. No, damn it! <laughs> Holy um, shit. Critical question, Ashton. Where is Slurpee? <gasps> Out in the yard, stay out in the yard, stay out in the yard. Don't you fucking do this, you monster. Oh, so to be clear, I will do nothing. The fire might if you don't go fast enough. <laughs> okay, 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 all right, okay. So Slurpee, I mean, we didn't put her away before we left, so I guess she would roam about the house. Hounds of Tendralis impervious to fire. We're about to fucking find out if you don't go fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's let's go. Let's go, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we'll go back down. We'll hop into the truck and... Uh, Where was it? Your house. What? Oh, I left the stove on. <laughs> Wait, I don't have a stove. Do we Shit. need to go? We should go now. It's in the woods. Am already starts peeling away, and all of you drive off. It's a tense moment, though. Even going speeding, going as fast as she can safely in the truck, she uh, it still takes a good ten minutes to get there, probably. And you can smell the smoke stronger the closer you get. And as you arrive, you see all of the shack rapidly caught fire, and it is burning. Ashton is going to hobble as fast as he can up to the front door, and he is just going to kick it in. You start to do that. Dane, you notice, like, Ashton does not look in shape to do this. Watching Ashton walk up to the house, Dane will put a hand out, like, on his chest, like, I will find Slurpee. No, there are more things. I need to do something. We're going together. You are in no shape. You can barely walk. I don't. Give a shit. I go in with you, okay? Give me one second. Dane will turn to Cassandra. 
Cassandra, can you do anything about the fire? I'll, I'll try. Cassandra, you're feeling exhausted. <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I would imagine. Do you have a extinguisher? <laughs> Okay, I love Tempest. Tempest is so pure. Actually, no, they're on to it. Dane, go through door. Go upstairs. Take a left. Closet. Break it open if you need to. Look up. There's a glyph. Break it. All right. What's that? Set off the sprinkler or something? You'll see. By this point, I assume, yeah, Dane, you've just run in and burst yeah, through just, the door. Yeah, Dane runs through the flames, kind of shoulder checks the door down, and goes Damn. sprinting up the stairs. All right, give me an act under pressure to see how well you, you know, get in, get out. That's fine. I'll take all the fire I need to. Fuck me! Come on, me! I'm about to level up twice in this fucking dungeon. I swear. <laughs> I, no, I, I can't, oh, man, I could. What did you get? I got a five. Yeah, there's no help in that. I can't, there's no help out roll. It's going to help you there. Just, just take the just, harm and go. Just, just hurt me. And go. Hurt me bad. I don't care how the harm, I got to save the dog no, that no, I like. I, the, the role here isn't for you, Jane. The role is for Slurpee. <gasps> no. You bitch. And y'all thought I was so nice just letting you do whatever you want, letting you go to you Danny's as many times you as you felt. You go to try and climb up the stairs and the stairs just break out from under you. And unfortunately, as we've established, the stairs to the basement are rickety as well. And just- Oh, you um, just fall straight to the fucking basement. You just fall basement. straight to the fucking basement to quote Ashton over here. And huh. even the basement is starting to burn now too. I don't know how much you would care about this, but it's pretty devastating to see, no doubt, a ton of important artifacts just alight. Uh, uh, only the ones that are like... There are some that are impervious casing. to fire, but anything that's <laughs> yeah. not impervious to fire... There are some that are impervious to fire in large metal cases. That's fair. I imagine you are prepared for something yeah. like this, but it's still not oh, great. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, there's like, if I can just like take a moment and say, uh, there's like, 13 to 14 different items. Uh, you see one like very beautifully crafted mannequin, like with like very ornate detail, just up in flames. And like the fire is like changing colors as it burns. And it's just like, it's one shit show of an arsonist and magic combined. Yes, from outside, when that moment happens, y'all see the roof collapse then and you figure, I don't know how good things are going for Dane in there. Oh, fuck. Ashton's gonna try to rush in, too. Yeah, I think Tempest doesn't give any more fucks. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. They're, they're going. <laughs> when Cassandra started seeing the roof caving in, Cassandra's like, fuck the exhaustion. It's getting out of the car and attempting to try to put out the flames. So this is what I'm gonna do for you, Cassandra. You magically, right? Yes. Um, before we have the roll, what do you do? Like, literally, is it just hands and smoke again that's going to put out the fire, like smother it? Yeah, Cassandra's going to try to smother the fire. So this is what I'm going to tell you, Cassandra. You're going to take a minus one to this roll because you're exhausted, unless you choose to take the plus one, which means a minus three to your next time you try to manipulate someone. Mm. God, this is fun. <laughs> this is all up in here. I'm fucking loving this. This is great for me. God, you are so evil. <laughs> this is so worth it. All the first, you know, 14 oh. weeks of me putting up with y'all. This is great. Fuck it. You love us and you know it. Fuck I do. I will still kill your dog if you don't succeed. Oh, my you God. motherfucker. <laughs> 
fuck it. Her friend's in there. Please. Her best fucking friend's in there. She's gonna take the take the additional penalty to her next. Okay. <sighs> you know on. that I'm gonna make that next manipulate someone be real important. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> And that was a plus one to that roll? Uh, no, just a zero. You would have taken a minus oh, one I if it had been for the... One? Yes. Uh, that is a nine. All right, that means there's a glitch. What's the glitch? I think we agreed that you... Um, yeah, yeah, you're gonna. Oh right, right, right. Oh, no. I'm sorry, dear. That's uh, I, I know that just. You did uh, have to remind her though. But I want her to. Okay, it has a problematic side effect. That smoke leaves your hand and it smothers the fire and it's the last thing you see, Cassandra, before you just faint. Oh shit. And your vision just goes black. Yeah, that black. makes sense. Um, but the fire, the, the smoke works. It actually puts the fire out pretty well. It's still kind of smoldering here and there, but it's not so bad. And that happens around the time like M and, because M's not gonna let Slurpee die, uh, unlike me. You fucker. M, Tempest, and Ashton, you all are about to enter a burning building, but the fire goes out and you burst through like the, the door is still burnt, but the place isn't actively on fire anymore. What do you do, Ashton? Walking in and just seeing like, the paintings from earlier and the images of people that were mounted on his wall now burnt and scorched and his belongings just blackened and his fridge untouched um, actually looks mint condition still. Um, We'll talk about that later. That's good. Um, Tears will begin to well up in his eyes as he looks at what was his home and he looks at the paintings that he remembers his mother making and just reaches out towards them and they just kind of crumble and he will look out to the upstairs and see that the stairs just shattered underneath Dane's weight and he looks down perfectly into the basement now and he just looks back up the stairs and he will just whistle for Slurpee. Roll me a... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you, you monster! You monster! There is an uncomfortably long pause and then you just... You actually hear it from under some of the rubble here. He's just going to rush over and like just yeah. start... No matter how hot it is, he's just going to move all of the debris out of the way. And underneath all of it, a little blackened, maybe a little bit roughed up, maybe a little burnt here and there, not too bad, but is it's Slurpee. Still alive. And he'll, uh, okay, he'll get down to his knees and he will, you know, okay. pet her and just be like, shh, it's going to be okay. It's all right. It's okay. Um, it's all right. I, sorry, I know this is a bad time. You might want to look at this, dude. M gestures over and actually picks something up off the ground. It's a metal plate and it seems to have been left at the entrance of the door, almost as if someone expected you to come in here. It's a large metal plate and scratched onto it in block letters is the message, this is for killing my dogs.
what do I add to it? Um, you would add either your sharp or your cool. Right, it's up well, to you. Just, Whatever one's I'll higher, add, I I'll add cool so that I have a 15. No, wait, yeah, 14. Yeah, that caps off at numbers. 10, but I, I will give you a gold star if we ever meet in yeah. person. Yeah. Um, I recover. 